Okay, it says it's recording. Sweet. So let's make sure I don't fuck this up. Alrighty. <laughs> I'm still new at this. You're like my second guest ever. It's hilarious. Good. My first one was Jack, and he was sitting in my bedroom or in my reload room because <laughs> we did no, it. In in, my re- we did it at the freaking the Kestrel match. Anyways, I'm welcome, in my folks. Reload room right now. This is another GD podcast, and I am joined by Tyler Geronda. Totally Good. said it right. Yes. Uh, he's here tonight. We're going to talk about a couple different things. Uh, figured we would have him on the show because he's got some exciting news to drop for shooters in the Southeast region, as well as just kind of a uh, up-and-coming guy in the Southeast, the Southeast that's putting some matches together, putting some ranges together, and all-around good dude. I've shot with him a couple times. We'll get into that. But for right now, we're going to start off with a quick lightning round. What's your favorite cereal? Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies. Okay. Coffee or energy drinks? Coffee. Best Simpsons quote? I don't know. I never watched The Simpsons. My mom hated me as a child. Wow. Okay. A real or a fake Christmas tree? Fake. Fake. You ever had a real Christmas tree? Yeah. Yeah, fake. Exactly. Best job? Um, I would have to say my current one. Okay, my next question is, what is your current job? Uh, so currently I operate and manage Silver Creek Range and Silver Creek Precision. Okay. Um, we're a 160-acre facility five miles north of Saraland, Alabama, which is about 20 minutes north of the city of Mobile. Um, we have a thousand yard range. We have, we actually have seven different ranges that can operate at the same exact time. Um, so you don't have to shut any of them down to go down range or anything like that as of right now, as we expand, that's probably going to end up changing, um, just because of the way the layout is in order to get some further shots and some other stuff. We're going to have to do it like that. Uh, we have a 22 range that's pretty much dedicated. We have some little niche stuff, um, we got a mover for 22s. We have a KYL rack, which pretty much is standard nowadays. Um, and then we're currently just doing some upgrades for up and coming matches and expanding the whole way around. We're going to do a shoot house um, for the local police departments to come down and train with and just do some, some different stuff that not nobody else has. So it should be pretty cool. Awesome. Okay. And then let's go to the origin story. So let's bring it all the way back. Talk about like where are you from, your upbringing, like how you got into to firearms, like what's your what's your background? All right, so I'm from a small town in Pennsylvania. It's about two and a half hour, hour and forty five minutes southeast of Pittsburgh and four hours west of Philadelphia. It's called Evansburg, Pennsylvania. Um, there's actually a lot of Northeast shooters that are from there because there's really not much to do. Um, my dad was a <laughs> worked for the federal government for 15 years. Um, so I started shooting kind of young. My mom didn't really want me around guns cause she was from Philly and they didn't really grow up with stuff like that. Um, so I think I got, my grandpa got me a star Wars blaster when I was six and my mom hated it because it was a gun. And she said that kids shouldn't have guns, but I played with it anyway. And then I really got started with bone arrows. Um, just cause like I said, my mom didn't really like guns around for when I was a little bit younger. So my grandpa gave me a recurve and I started shooting bows and got pretty fun with it. And then he gave me a 22, started shooting 22s. Then I would go to camp with my dad. And then, um, 
I want to start hunting, but my dad wasn't a hunter. So I went with my uncle Glenn and my cousins. We would go up to camp and hunt all the time and just kind of do guy stuff or whatever. Um, my dad was gone with work, but he was home a lot. So that was awesome. Played a lot of sports. So I didn't really shoot a lot. Um, rode four wheelers, just did redneck stuff for lack of a better term. Uh, then I went, moved down here. Um, I played a little bit of college football. Uh, then I worked what college? At, uh, Alabama. It was a very short stint, but um, it was you, there for a You played bit. for the for the Tide? No, I was practice oh. squad for the Tide for about six months until I decided to quit going to class. And then okay, fair enough. Team. Um, and then so that was a little short part. Um, met my wife down here, got married, and then um, I was looking to go towards to do some military stuff. Uh, some just looking into it. And my father-in-law wanted to start shooting because he was bored. So in college, I bought my first couple guns, you know, your standard AR like everybody else has. And it's some shitty AR that you just pick up, but it's awesome because it's yours. Um, then I had a pistol. So I started shooting a little bit and then my father-in-law bought a Ruger precision rifle. And that is where this whole thing starts. So started shooting in a place called Rockford gun club. Um, it's like, an hour hour and 15 minutes southwest or southeast of birmingham and then about 45 minutes southwest of auburn and we started shooting out there and at first you know we were just shooting close stuff and it was like okay cool this is fun this is fun this is fun whatever so once we got done with that we started i I started looking into and just watching nrl stuff on youtube just because i figured we got to make it harder i like trying to challenge myself make things a little bit harder so we did and once we did that, we started shooting off barricades that they already have there. Cause there's a lot of guys that shot the Alabama precision series okay. that yep. shoot there. Um, so they had all the barricades, they had your tank traps, they had your PRS barricade, they have a plethora, they got KYLs, they pretty much have everything. It's pretty awesome. So we shot out there um, and just kind of, we're doing it. And then my wife got a position job offer to move down here. She works for Southern company. Um, she's an engineer for them. So clearly we moved. Um, we came down here and I went into a gun store and when I went in there, um, I was looking for a barrel for my Glock pistol cause I had shot it pretty much done. So I needed to get one and the owner saw that I had a Thompson tractor hat on, which is like a earth moving company. Right. So he's like, Hey, can you move? Do you do dirt work? I was like, yeah, a little bit here and there. He was like, all right, well, meet me at this location at this time on Sunday, and um, we'll see if you want a job. I was like, okay, cool. So I showed up, and I didn't know what it was. I just, like I said, I just moved here. Um, I had always dreamed of of being close enough to where I could shoot far all the time, um, and I was getting kind of bored shooting carbines and pistols. So I came in, worked a little bit. Um, saw the place when I got here and kind of went through the orientation. We make everybody do it just for insurance purposes and safety purposes. If you're a member, it's just a verbal, basically go over all the, um, the, the waiver verbally. Once we did that, I started moving some dirt and it was pretty, it was pretty well developed. Um, he bought it. Once I learned what happened, he actually bought it from a guy named Gerald Allen who um, there was an article about them in like 2009, I think. So there's a bunch of these older guys that were pretty good pistol shooters. And they created this thing called the rocking chair gun club. 
because they're all in their mid seventies now. So they just go sit in rocking chairs and um, they'll outshoot a lot of people. Um, They're really, really good, but it was cool. It's cool talking to them because they were on the cusp of ingenuity at the time. So they were around whenever six, five first hit the scene. They were around when six BR Remington first hit the scene and they got to test all that stuff. So it was pretty cool. So I still talk to them a decent amount and go over to Mr. Allen's house all the time. But, uh, other than that, I just picked up a, a gun that was uh, definitely not meant for precision rifle series. Um, and I tried it and I got my ass kicked for lack of a better term. But uh, yeah, and now we're here. Okay. So you walk in trying to get new, a new pistol wearing a tractor yep. hat. And then you get picked up and you get brought out to a range and now you're building Silver Creek. Yep. Well, if that's not coincidence, I don't know what is. I, dude, I don't, that's what I'm saying. It's pretty, it's pretty wild how stuff happens, but it lined up perfectly and I just, it, it kind of worked its way out. And then I do have to give some inspiration. I got to give who I got it from. So my first match, I went up and I shot the Vortex Sandstorm with Matt Steiner. Um, it used yep. to be at... Um, Ah, crap what was that range called oh dang it they just moved it it's now um now it's mkm precision they went over to rockland um but steiner was there and he kind of emulated what i wanted to do here because it was before i knew about altus it was before i knew about gun lines before i pretty much knew about any other range here all i saw was a piece of property that he put all these he put all this stuff on and he brought all these people together and it was an awesome time it was my first match and i just walked into a national two-day thinking i was good because i could smack targets at a thousand off a bench and i got wrecked yes like bad so it was a good it was a good slap in the face but it made me want to be better and it made me want to bring something like that to where i was because we have a lot of guys that shoot off benches all the time that are that are really good shooters um bench rest stuff they're they're good but I wanted to push the envelope because we were all getting bored. You can only go sit at a bench and shoot the thousand yard plate so many times before you're like, eh, I'm going to go find another hobby. And I didn't want people to find another hobby. I wanted to expand and be able for, and just have everybody do what they wanted to do in a more fun fashion. I believe that. Yeah. So like I can smack a target at, you know, 840 at altus it yeah. doesn't mean i can smack it off of a barricade yeah. in the middle of the match because no. you know we speaking of you know altus we just finished up the the long range challenge we both you and i both shot that uh we were in different squads but you know i shot two matches to qualify for the finale um my first match i scored a 10 and my second match, I scored a 20. There's 100 shots at each of these matches. So I shot a crap ton of 308 gold medal match. I hit the dirt, which means I hit something, but it wasn't the big white, you know, banged up yeah. steel that I was supposed to be hitting. So I know all too well that you may be able to shoot okay off of a bench and hit something, but that does not mean you can smack something off of a off of a, you know, the rocks or, you know, the hood of a car or the mover or anything yeah. else like that. Yeah. Um, and I, the gun that I took there didn't help me, um, at all. So like I what said, did you I, bring? Was, 
I took a Christensen NPR with a carbon barrel and the carbon chassis. Yeah, and what caliber? Well, 6.5 Creed. Yeah, it's probably it not weighed, weighed eight and a half pounds, and I didn't know that heavy guns were the were the game changer there. All right. Yeah, so I yes. showed up, I showed up with very, very ill-equipped. Um, and then after the first day, I think I shot, uh, I think I shot a 10 in the first day. I'm pretty sure I didn't, I didn't get any zeros, but I definitely didn't get anything over three the first day because I had a barrel issue, um, with the factory barrel. So I sent my rifle back to them. It was one of three barrel issues that I had with that, that, that particular firearm that were all, um, manufactured defects, we'll say. Um, but they sent me a new barrel back on tuesday i shot it in on wednesday found a load wednesday afternoon but i only shot 75 rounds because i didn't know that they speed up so the whole first day i was just chasing data with no idea what it was going to be um the second day it kind of slowed down a little bit uh ken baker he that he was driving the mvt van and he was Keith like baker? Hey. yeah keith 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 my bad keith baker um, he was driving the MDT van and he pulled me aside because he was shooting in the squad behind me. And he was like, Hey man, I'm going to give you these weights because you need them more than <laughs> anyone else here. <laughs> so he gave me some, uh, some MDT chassis weights for MLOC and I threw those on. And I think my gun ended up weighing like 10 pounds then. And just that, just that one pound made a huge difference. Oh yeah, um, for sure. And then since I did so bad, they let me go through the prize table like four times because everybody else took everything that they needed. So there was some cool stuff that was there. And I ended up picking up an area 419 weighted arca rail. Yep. Um, and some, just some random reloading stuff. And it, it was really cool because it really showed the camaraderie of the sport. Um, especially being a new guy, I didn't really know how everybody was going to be. Um, right. and I wasn't even from where they shot. So all those guys shoot together all the time, yep. but I ended up hanging out with uh, Tom Fuller and Swanee and all those guys, uh, Francis, all those guys, we kind of camped together. So it was pretty fun. And then I ended up meeting, meeting back up with Tom um, down here at the, uh, the Kestrel classic yep. camp next to each other again here. So that was pretty cool. And uh, I shot a lot better at the second two day that I did for sure. I shot a lot of rounds in between the first one and the second one, because. So how long have you been shooting? Like uh, match two. matches wise, uh, I've only shot three three matches. Okay, um, official like PRS matches, but I right. mean I shoot every day at work because well, that's what yeah. I do. Um, I, I usually get in a skid steer in the morning, and then before I leave, I'll put fifty down range, um, just to kind of work on positional stuff. I, I try to go to the range with a plan, um, and and figure out what what I did wrong and what I did better. Um, and I shoot with a couple other guys, Jeremy Salter, you've shot with him a couple of yep. times too now. Um, he's really good and he pushes me to be better because he wants to be better. So we try and make stuff harder and harder and harder. And there's one stage that I'm putting in the big match that nobody, and I brought in guys that, that are pro shooters that I've shot with at other places and my buddies, nobody has cleaned it ever. Hmm. Sounds like a challenge. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a pretty good one. And I mean, I, t I took some guys that, sh that said they, they looked at it and they were like, oh, man, that's nothing. I'm going to smoke it in a minute. And they all timed out, every single one of them. What's your time limit on it? Minute 30. 
Okay. It's standard, standard time limits, but they either time out or they miss. So. Ten, round, ten round stage? Yep. Well, I guess we'll have to go to the match and see what it is. Yeah. Yep. So. Is there a consolation prize if somebody does clean it? Yeah, but I'm not going to release what it is. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to keep it uh, – I don't know how to say this. I'm trying to keep it kind of – kind of in-house what the prizes are besides the big money, right? Right. Because we go to all these matches all the time and everybody gets sponsors. And most of the time, if you come to one of these matches, especially if there's this much money involved, then you're going to be towards the top. You already have everything. Right. So if you already have most of the stuff or you have a, a very high discount for that stuff, why not try and make some money with it? Yeah. Right. And the other thing was I'm the new kid on the block. No one knows who I am. So right. if I don't do something big, no one's going to show up. And, right. and everybody tried to tell me that that wasn't the case. But with just like I've ran CrossFit competitions before, you have to do something to get your name out there, to get the guys, that, the quality of guys that you want to come shoot at your matches consistently in the door. Right, exactly. I, I, and I couldn't think of a better way than $5,000 cash prizes between the top three guys. Yeah, I mean – so I think everybody was a little shocked and blown away at the, the NRL 22 finale that we had. We, I mean, we put together, a. I think I added it all up and it was close to a $5,000 voodoo between, awesome. between the barreled action, the glass, the rings, the, the chassis, the extras that went on it, like the uh, switch view donated a lever to it. Um, Mongoose two actual donated some stuff to it. Um, just all the little parts and pieces that went into putting that thing together. When you add it all up, it was like five grand. And that was just for the overall championship winner. But, you know, we had vortex binos and the, the recon optical, we had training certs from MOA uh, Tom chipped in, we had, um, Vista outdoors, we had DM targets made. Yeah. Like we had so much stuff and I definitely understand what you're saying when you, when you say, you know, new kid on the black, you know, wanting to put a good foot forward. I definitely think we did that with the, with the finale match. Now I just got to live up to it for yeah, this that's coming the problem, year. right? <laughs> That's the problem. If we come out with these awesome things, like I got to figure out how to make next year's better. And I mean, I'm already kind of, I'm not planning that far ahead yet because we haven't done it, but the, the stuff that we've done, I mean, in the last 30 days, we've probably put 30 grand into the range. So let's, um, let's get into that. We keep talking, we keep dancing around this topic. So yeah. Silver Creek range is having, are you guys calling it the big money match? Yeah. It's called the big gun money match. Big gun money match. Yep. So let's let's go over it. All right. But, so uh, um, I'm capping it at 75 people. And that's okay. Not, so 70, 75 shooters. 75 shooters. Um, entry fee is 95 bucks. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. It's just typical one day. Um, the first place is $3,000 cash prize. So three second grand place, to first place. 1500 a second. 500 to third that uh 
on top of other sponsors that will be a part of it. Um, but that's just the top three for a one day match. That's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Yeah. So I was trying to just because the reason I want to do a one day and not a two day is number one, there's no way possible that I could run a two day just because, uh, like I said, I'm the new kid on the block and the deal that whenever you go into the PRS, you have to do a year of, of one days before you're allowed to have a two day even thought about to be on the schedule because they need to make sure that you can run a good match and they don't want to have guys come in from all over the country for you to fuck it up for lack of a better term. Right. Um, they don't so, want, they don't want to get a crap ton of bitch gripes and complaints. No, no. And I completely uh, understand that. So in their, in their inbox, but people yeah. actually have to fill out their critiques to, uh, yeah. For bitch gripes exactly. and complaints. Exactly. Um, but what I wanted to do was I wanted to put some pressure on the guys that, that are at the top, right? Anybody can talk, but with a one day match and the tiebreaker that I have set up, there's not a lot of room for error. If you drop two points, you're out. If it, if it goes as planned, right, it's going to be that tight and it's supposed to be that tight. I have three time stages that are all tiebreakers because I know that these guys should be good. Now at the same time, it's not going to be an easy, an easy matchbook. My, my, my level is. So how many, how many stages do we got? uh 10 to 12 okay 10 or 12 got it yeah it's 120 round count for the match um but my criteria for the match is we have some guys that are that are decent and that are getting better when we test these stages nobody at my range including myself should be able to shoot over 50 percent and 50 percent is is kind of high for that because whenever we go to the national stage we're in the bottom quarter Right. Every time. So if we could shoot it a hundred percent, then the guys at the top are going to smoke it in half the time. So that's, right. that's not really what I want. And I want people to come back, not because of the money. I want them to come back because it's a good match. I want it to have good stages. I want the match flow to be right. I want the food to be good. I, I just, that's a big, that's a big part. If you've yeah. got good food, people will come back. Exactly. I mean, that's half I don't want to say that's half the reason I go to Altus. No, no, exactly. Right. I don't want to say that's half the reason people come to Altus, but we do have some of the best match food around. No, I I drive three hours at Altus to shoot a match over everywhere else because I want that damn barbecue. Yeah. Pounders. Like you gotta come, you gotta come to Altus and you gotta do, do pounders. It's it's a mandatory. Exactly. Um, and we have a pretty good spot there. They're, uh, they're right down the road. It's actually the landmark on the way to the range. But um, they're going to cater and they're going to do uh, pulled pork sandwiches. Nice. And I've tested them. I've tested a bunch of different combos, and they are phenomenal. Awesome. So, so. you're so what you were saying is that any of your guys, any of your crew, any of your regulars, if you set up the course of fire, you set up a stage, you guys should be shooting approximately fifty percent. That yes. way, when a Keith Baker, uh, you know, yeah. a Tom Fuller, Shannon K, whoever, one of these real good dudes on the national circuit shows up, they should be shooting 80, 80%. So what is, yeah. what is your, your target? What is your target hit percentage for the match winner of the match? What do you want the winner of the match to have as a hit percentage? 90%. 90. Okay. Yeah, if you can, if you can hit 90% of this match, it's going to be, Okay. You're, you're and then what is your, what is your general target size going to be? I mean, 
if we're, if you're shooting out to a thousand, maybe a little bit farther past that. I mean, what, what MOA are we talking? Are we talking a one MOA match, one and a half MOA match? Are we talking, you know, what's your wind situation like on the, on the range? So that's where it's interesting, right? Cause nobody's I'm, really been there before. No, no. And that's kind of why I'm not going to tell you what the target size is. <laughs> I'm just trying um, to get some intel. Yeah, no, myself. no, no, no. I, I kind of want to leave it like that. Um, just because it's a little bit different. Um, I, I've been, I've been cutting new wind channels because at first we didn't have a lot of wind and it was very predictable. So what I did was I kind of basically just went down there with a chainsaw and started cutting shit until the wind pattern lined up the way that I wanted it to. So there's about four different positions that the wind cuts through and you're shooting from, if you ever went up to, uh, to Southington, which is where the sandstorm was Steiner's range, the Mm -hmm. first one that he did, he did it unique. And that's why I like the way they use the property because at some stages you're shooting downrange, but you're also shooting across range. Right. It's safe right, right. because you're totally out of the way. You're 500 yards out of the course of fire and 200 yards downrange is where the bullets coming across, but it, it's an easy way to change the wind pattern with a small square of land. Exactly. So exactly. that's kind of what we're going to do. Um, we've tested these stages. I mean, I've been planning for something like this, for about eight and a half months. Okay. Um, and, and that's why it's just, uh, we've been planning for a long time. Um, the other thing that we did was we just put in a Connex tower. Um, I set the boxes on Tuesday. We're getting handrails and stairs put up on when, uh, Monday of this week, no Wednesday of this week, decking goes in on Thursday, pad gets poured on Friday and then the real fun starts. So we have to clear roughly a hundred yards of trees, 10 yards wide for three lanes because we have a clear cut field on the backside of where this range currently is. Mm-hmm. And it's about 600 yards, 600 yards of clear cut with a hundred yards of trees, but that's where our 100 and 200 yard sight in range is currently. So okay, you gotcha. add, it's 200, you add that hundred, then you add the 600 it's going to be somewhere after we put in berms and stuff, it'll, it'll push it out to about 750 to 800 yards. Um, so we'll have a secondary, but we can have four stages down there along with everything else. The average target distance I can give you. What's um, that average, going to be? Average target distance is going to be about 755. Okay. That's, uh, that's kind of out there for an average target. Yeah. Now, the, with that said, our max distance is only 1,006. So we're going to have a lot of shots that are at 1,000. Um, and, and it's kind of going to be the majority of them are going to be at 750 or further because the way that the range is laid out, you can shoot 800. You can shoot between seven to 900 four different ways from one spot. Gotcha. Um, so it'll be individual stages that are all that long. Um, and for folks that are listening, he's making a lot of Italian hand gestures right now. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the if you look at the range <laughs> like a like a pie plate, right? The the, the shoot house where everything's going to start is at the the front corner of the pie, and the range opens up to the crust. And basically, across that crust is where you're going to have all your lanes. And there's certain lanes cut into some tree lines, and then there's certain lanes that are that are just hidden in some trees. Um, Another unique thing that we're going to do is most ranges go, or most matches go bigger, small to big targets. Right. 
on some of the stuff we're going to do big to small. So we're going to go backwards. I like it. We're going to make you really focus in on those further shots. Um, now with that said, we do have to stay inside of the rules for precision rifle series because it is a regional points match. So we have to keep that in mind. However, we are going to kind of push the envelope as far as legally allowed to within the parameters. I like it. So no losing your points on a KYL rack. No, no losing your points on the KYL rack. It'd be cooler if you could. <laughs> oh man, if, if we weren't constrained, there would be some pretty cool stuff. Um, but like I said, we're just the new kids on the block. So maybe eventually um, we can do something like that, or maybe the rules will change as everybody gets better. Um, but until then, I am completely, completely down with the rules, and we are going to follow them to a T. I like it. Um, sorry, making Instagram posts as we do no, this. Good. Um, all right, so we got slots. We got the payouts. We got how many stages? You said 120 rounds. Yep. And then what are our divisions? So the divisions are going to be uh, the normal PRS division. So it's going to be TAC, Open, uh, Senior, Junior, and Military Law Enforcement. Okay. Are so we're still going to have that. Yeah, production as well. Production as well. But, but the payout is only for overall first, second, third. Okay, gotcha. The other prizes will be spread out for other things like that. Like, Mill will get a cert or, or something like that. Or everybody right, right, will right. get something that's in that top third uh, or the top three. However, the cash payout is just for overall. So I don't care if you're Phil Cash and running a production rifle or if you're running a full out open g- gamer gun. If you win, you win. You deserve yep, it. Got it. Because it's going to be overall winner and then division winners get, yep. hey, good job. And they are you going to have. Are yeah, you going to have hardware? Yeah, I'm working on hardware right now. So uh, Josh Showalter, um, yep. he got second at the match. He actually put me in touch with his neighbor, um, Omar, who does woodworking. Nice. So we're kind of going to do – we're going to do some wood trophies. I like it. Um, he has a CNC machine, a pretty cool setup down in Pensacola. So we're going to do, do that. Funny enough, my uh, Divo has a CNC uh, wood – machine thing my bobber and i'm looking at having him do some of uh yeah the awards for altus because last year i literally just ordered a bunch of six inch steel gongs from x steel and then yeah. buffed them out myself and then had my buddy laser them because he's got a big ass like 40 watt plasma cnc in his that's pool, pretty awesome his yeah. pool yard that's what he does he's a he's a quad amputee um med retired eod tech and he uh, had a house bit built for, uh, from homes to heroes or whatever. So mm-hmm. now he just chills in Destin and lasers a bunch of stuff in his pool and his pool yard and his pool house. I'm That's like, pretty sweet. They, they built you a, they built you a pool and you ain't got yeah. no legs. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm working on robot legs. I'm like, it's going to be awesome. I want robot legs. It's a risky procedure, but it's worth it. Oh man, always a trip. Yeah, no kidding, right? Well, he did just have like super weird tangent for sure, but he just had like rods put into the stumps of his legs. And then he could run prosthetics. So he can run prosthetic legs. And he was up at Walter Reed, like post surgery or whatever. And he's like, I finally have 100% weight on my little pads because they get basically, he has these two little like 
three inch nubs sticking out of his, out of his, his, his legs. And then he, they gave him like three inch by two and a half inch, um, pads. Right. But they look, it's about the size of a credit card, but it looks like something that, you know, you would, you know, put on the bottom of like a, a an industrial workbench or something like that to keep it yeah. from sliding around. And that's what they gave him to like walk around on. And I'm just like, man, I thought you would be taller. And he just gave me, he's like, dude, I hate you so much. And I'm like, I love you, dude. I'll see you when you get back down here. Cause he's up yeah. at obviously getting work done. And I, I run over to his house every once in a while. Yeah. We have a pretty funny one. Um, one of my buddies that I shoot with all the time, he's, he's really good. He's helped me a lot with the reliving side of stuff. Um, he's a single amputee. He got a purple heart. He was an EOD tech for the Marine Corps. And um, not everybody knew that he had one leg because he moves around awesome, right? So we were shooting a match last, last I think I want to say two months ago, and he took it off to use it as a rear bag. Hell yeah. <laughs> the old, you have seen the the old one leg rear bag. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome, but. So going through EOD school prelim the uh, second time because I like punishment and I'm not that smart. Um, Same. We had uh, we had one of our instructors. He was a single amputee, lost his leg, and like because it's a volunteer career field, like you can show up and be like, "Hey, this isn't for me. Like, no harm, no foul." Well, you weren't allowed to do it until day six of training or else Air Force would like slap your hand and give you a paper cut or something like that. And uh, so like on day five, he would like be walking around and not say anything. And then like, he's like, so you guys want to hear a story? And everybody's like, sure. Yeah. And he's like, this job isn't for everybody. And he takes and rips his leg off and throws it down towards the back of the room and like everybody freaked out and was like, ah, and we literally had, we had like 14 people in that class and like seven of them, eight of them were like lined up the instructor's door the next day, like getting ready to drop and be like, Nope, not for me. Not, Nope, not don't, don't want it. I'm like, Oh my God. And I already knew he had one leg. So like Mm -hmm. he came up to me before and he's like, Hey man, don't say anything about my leg. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like X, Y, Z. Cause he told us the whole story. Like when I went through the first time about how he, you know, stepped on something cause he was giving some commander a dog and pony show outside the wire, blah, 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 you know, gave us the whole spiel. And then he said it was really awkward, like trying to get his daughter, um, like used to him not having a leg. So he used to draw a walrus. It looked, his stump looked like a walrus. So he would draw a walrus face on his leg and like, just take his leg and like, shh, shake it at her she'd be like dad where's the walrus and he'd go get a marker so people that that know me and know him you guys know i'm talking about ramica so yeah good times that's awesome yeah so this match is when how about we put that because that's the that's the time what's the date on this thing january the 16th january 16th and it's going to count towards the 2021 prs season for points Yes. Correct. And then where can we sign up? 
How about that? Uh, practice score right now. So the link for the website, um, Silver Creek Range owns the range. Silver Creek Precision is the it, – it's my portion of it. We're doing all the precision rifle stuff. We, we take care of all that just because uh, my boss owns a gun store, Stone Arms, and as everybody knows right now, gun stores are insanely busy. Correct. So in order to take some off his plate so he doesn't have to check unneeded emails and miss gun orders and all that stuff and that's to deal with customers – I just created Silver Creek Precision because that way it's just it's very easy. So yep. I'm having a link issue um, on the website where when you click Pay Now, it's not taking you to Pay Now. It's just refreshing the the, the page. Okay. So they're trying to work it out in the next 24 hours. So what I'm going to end up doing is you sign up on Practice Score, and then once you go through Practice Score, as soon as that link's live, I'm going to send out a mass email. I'm going to put it on the Precision Rifle Series Southeast page. I'm going to put it on the PRS page, uh, competitive shooters for, uh, for beginners and practical precision shooters on Facebook. I'll put it out on every single platform that I know that I'm a part of that I'd already put it out on. And then, um, obviously I'll have everyone's email that signed up from practice score. Yep. So I'll just shoot them the payment link and then they can send the money over that way. Um, okay. And it should be, it should be handled today's what Saturday or Friday, no, it's tomorrow, Friday. Saturday. tomorrow, Saturday, tomorrow, Saturday. It should be handled by Monday at the latest. Cause I was on the phone with it all day today. Okay. And this is probably going to go live on Monday. So yeah. it should probably- be good. I would say by Tuesday at the latest then. Um, okay. But yeah, we should be good. To so go. if you're listening to this and you you've tried to sign up because you're that excited, like I am and you haven't been able to uh, pay yet. It's coming. It's coming. Where you're going to get an email from uh, from Tyler here, and he's going to he's going to take care of it. And so it's 95 bucks. You said lunch is included. Yep. 120 uh, round count. Ten or uh, uh, 10 to 12 stages. Got all the standard divisions. Thousand, fifteen hundred, and five hundred dollar payouts. 3,000, 3,000, 1,500 and 500. I'm dyslexic. I even read it. I am too. I even read it and I said it wrong. (laughs) January 16th. And what's, what's the weather like in January there? So it really depends. So today it was 60 and sunny and Monday it was a 35 mile an hour headwind. So fair enough. Good luck. I don't, I don't know. I wish I could tell you, um, we're in like a weird, a weird spot. We're not really on the coast, but we also don't have a lot of blockage from the trees and the way that the wind patterns come through from Louisiana and Mississippi, they either hit the bay and curl over, um, East or they come around the backside of the bay and just use where we are as a freaking wind tunnel. So fair enough. I don't really have a good answer for you. Some days it's a half mil hold at 500. Some days it's two. I don't know. Fair enough. Well, if I've learned anything from American Rifle Series, it's just hold left edge and see where it goes. That's literally how I live my life at Altus on the big targets on the new side. Yeah. I just I, held left edge until I figured out what the wind was and then kind of figured it out. At the, at the funny story, at the Kestrel – the wind was so bad and we had never shot like that. I actually that day, day one was a kick in the nuts for everybody. Yeah. It, it was, was like awesome. 1. 1. 1.4 wind hold, I think on day one with a six, five at a thousand. Um, yep. and I couldn't figure out what the wind hold was because it was shaded in the morning. We shot that stage first or second. So it was pretty dark back there. 
So what we actually ended up doing was I started shooting the dirt right below the target to figure out where my bullet was going. Yeah. You send one, the -post, yeah. send one at the T post, send one at the base yeah. of the T post, see where it goes. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I had to do. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much what we're going to have there. Um, the directions. So just to touch back on the match, yep. um, directions kind of suck. I'm going to drop an actual pin link when I send that pain email. And then okay. I'll have a follow-up with uh, very good verbal directions. And we'll have signs up as well. So I'll have Big Gun Money Match signs printed the whole way um, from the last landmark point, which is going to be Cheapo's Quick Stop, until you get to the turn. And then okay. once you get on the turn, it's easy because it's a dead end. So you just run directly into it. Sweet. Um, is there no, like, address you're able to type in and drop? You know, sometimes it works. And then other times, like Chris from Applied Ballistics came out after the, uh, the Kestrel Classic. He's right. actually running a class, um, a class with us on the next weekend, the 18th and 19th and 20th. We're doing a Kestrel nice. class. Um, and he, he typed in the directions on Google that I've given to a hundred people. And for some reason it took him 12 miles up the road at well the other old Citronelle highway, not, not the one where we were. So it was the right address. It was just the wrong part of the road. Well played so way to go I, google yeah it, it's it's it doesn't really work great so it's just easier if i just give it the directions with the lat launch for the turn yeah no kidding right yep sweet man so is there anything else you want to cover for uh um for wrap this up i mean not really it's just some of the stuff that some of the people that really helped us out for this um yeah stone shout arms. out to sponsors yeah stone arms he's uh jeff stone he's the owner of the range he's kind of like dad he he makes everything happen whenever it needs to happen and he's not scared of change it, it took a little bit to get him going um but once he saw the big picture he really understood what was happening and he's complete support of what we're trying to do out there so that's awesome um harrison servos with servos custom rifles um he builds he pretty much builds everybody's guns out there um he's doing my six gt right now he's done he did my buddy's uh, Creedmoor, and it is – he rebarreled a Ruger Precision for another buddy, and we couldn't miss it a 1,000, and we tried. Um, it's, he's, he's really good. He's, he's newer. Um, he's a young kid, but he does it right. I mean, by young, he's like 24, 25. Um, yeah, he's uh, very young compared to my old ass. Thank yeah, you. But, uh, but he definitely, he definitely does it right. Um, he doesn't cut corners. He's not the fastest, but – it's you can guarantee that as soon as you get it, it's going to shoot. It's going to shoot every single time. So he's really good. He does a lot of 1911 work too. Um, Firehouse subs usually caters every single thing that we do. Um, the owner is actually a member out there. Uh, so that's pretty awesome. He's, he's a good dude. And that's always sweet. NJR Industries, they're a steel company. They provide all the steel and all the cutouts for all of our targets. So I just, if I have a crazy idea, like uh, I want to build a mover or I want some crazy cutout, I want to plasma cut a, a wiener and balls for one of the targets, right? I just you've go been listening. You've been listening to the Max Ordnance Precision, the no, I Highway, the Sub MLA podcast. That's where, uh uh. That's but if I want to do something crazy, I just take it over to them and they don't even question it. They're just like, yeah. Or they look at me and they're like, did you even write this down or, or actually think about this before you came over here? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, all right, well, at least you thought about it. So sure, we'll do it. So they, they make a lot of stuff happen um, as we need to happen. And then um, the other two. So uh, my current other job is I'm the uh, 
coordinator for training for Apex Performance Solutions. Um, we kind of do everything from nutrition stuff to family security and just assessments, along with like pistol classes, rifle classes, carbine classes. Uh, that's that's a little bit there. And then Russ, um, he owns the company. He was just on Fieldcraft Survival's podcast, episode one ninety four. Yes, he George, was. I think. I think it was one ninety four. Um, yes. But yeah, he was on there. So if you want to know more about that and kind of what we're doing on that, and you can go do it to him. He speaks a lot more um, organized on what exactly we're doing on that side. But his girlfriend, Bree, um, she runs a company called Blue Line Canine, and it supports a lot of the stuff that, that I support. Um, we're big fans of law enforcement, and she is, uh, she's, she's really good, and she's kind of keeping everything on track for us everywhere. So I just wanted to shout out to those two guys because um, they kind of, they're a big part of what we're doing out here. And, and they, I want to just touch on that stuff for a second. I like and then, it. Um, we're going to do some PRS 22 stuff. Uh, Randy has kind of been up my butt trying to get me to do some stuff and I've just been busy. So we're going to try to do that. And then um, other than that, that's about it. Sweet. So you guys are looking at getting into the, uh, the 22 game there. Yeah. Just because we have a lot of guys, we actually have a lot of uh, guys with kids and they're they're around nine to ten and they want to start shooting and they're shooting 22s out to 500 all the time i mean this one girl doesn't miss at 500 with a ruger precision she just doesn't miss and i don't understand why or how she just figures out where it goes kind of aims at the bottom of the t-post and then figures out where her hold is and just leaves it there ding 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 Dude, that's so awesome. her yeah, her dad came to me and he's like, hey, you want to do some 22 matches? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I went down to Randy's for the first one. And then I'm coming to yours on Sunday. And uh, I was like, man, I think we can do something here. So I just put a feeler out on the Facebook page. And all of a sudden, everybody was like, bam, 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 bam. And now we have two 22 matches that are full whenever we decide to start them up. So it'll happen in the next couple of weeks here. Our, our, um, from now until January is kind of busy because I got to do a lot of improvements. So I don't really have a lot of time to schedule matches. Oh yeah. Especially with holidays you. and stuff. So starting early 2021, um, we're going to have some, cause we're going to have two more big gun matches, April 30th or April 23rd and October 23rd, I believe they're on the PRS website. Um, and then in between there, we'll just do like club series or just random stuff. But yeah, the hard part is finding ammo. We're trying to work on that. Well, yeah, I need, I need 75 ELD match. I can't can't help you with that. I know everybody needs 75 ELD match. I know it's killing me. (laughs) Why do I have to pick a bullet that everybody everybody else, everybody else wants? Well, and then I was on on sniper's high today and they were like, Oh yeah, I got these 2000 freaking, uh 77 otms blah blah yeah. blah it, yeah it was a post from three years ago that somebody bumped yeah i was like you mutters <laughs> well i actually ordered some bullets from jlk jlk yeah so you have to email the guy i'll send it to you actually you yes. have to call him on his work phone then you email him or then he emails you an invoice after you verbally tell him what he wants what you want hmm and they're supposedly comparable burger VLDs. Nice. And I'm not going to tell people what I paid for them because they'll be sold out tomorrow. Yeah, no but kidding. But I'll tell you off the air. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, sweet, man. If you don't have anything else, uh, yeah. 
we'll do the uh, do the outro and stay on the line for me. Yeah. All right, guys. I appreciate you guys tuning in to another GD podcast. It has been myself, Guy DeMarco, with Tyler, with Apex uh, Performance Solutions yeah. and Silver Creek and – you just know, find me on Instagram. Tractor companies <laughs> and all kinds of crazy stuff that this guy's into. Um, so we're doing the big gun money match January 16th in just north of Mobile, Alabama. You know, $5,000 on the line plus other uh, cash and prizes and goodies and hopefully some uh, some awesome food. So check the bio on this because I'm going to get Tyler to send me all the deets and all the info and all the other stuff. And I'll put it all in the bio and you guys can click and go sign up for it. So till next time, see you at the range later. Do, 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 do. Stop.